your daily dose of sports and fun. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day, and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows, and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. Man, speaking of people being up early, um, and traffic this morning was, I don't know what in the world was in everybody's Cheerios this morning, but it was, uh, it's craziness, starting with my first stoplight where I had a guy that, I mean, I'm like, he came up and I'm like, okay, you're not, you're not getting around me. And then I'm not, you're not getting around me on the second light. You're not getting around me getting on the loop. Then he got around me and then he was like flying going 80 miles an hour and I'm like where's detective rogers today right <laughs> and then and then uh as i'm as i'm going around and then another person's being very aggressive getting on the loop uh, and then get on the on the sharpa bond and there's this there's this motorcycle who's weaving in and out of traffic i'm like what the hell is going on this morning hmm. yeah it's craziness as this- I, I, i'm going back to where you <laughs> challenging the guy you're not going to get around me yeah you're not gonna like, get around. i mean well I was, does that I was mean you're party. just like okay i'm, I'm a party right. to it yeah oh okay. i'm a party to it i'm not <laughs> you I'm, wonder why detective roger stopped you <laughs> well i mean you know i mean i <clears throat> you know it's just like where where was he this morning you know where i was where? i was actually the, the last two days i was cognizant of the uh <laughs> sure of the whereabouts sure of uh of uh, jonathan law yeah right i was you over, know isn't it just terrible that we're the only people that know how to drive sanely and that everybody else on the road is either crazy or an idiot. Oh, I, I didn't necessarily say that I was uh, completely sane. Okay. I'm just saying that it was very, very aggressive around me. In addition to me, I, you know, I think the best thing you can do, mm-hmm. you know, if you want to improve your driving skills, right. Put some vanity plates on your car. Then yeah. everyone knows it's you. <laughs> Yeah, and then because I've I got I've never had a desire to have that. I don't mind having it, but it but it makes me it makes me more cognizant of uh, of the way I drive because they're like, oh okay, there's Snape. Yeah. <laughs> okay and then and then they uh i don't want anyone calling me up in my office hey Snead, you cut me off this morning you blankety mm-hmm. blank mm-hmm. Oh, my bad mm-hmm. so there's that uh this morning so just um you know if you got uh Got a little extra in your Wheaties this morning. Uh, it's just Wednesday. I know. I mean, people are in a hurry to get to work because this, this is the day the work gets done. They're right. They're anxious. They were anxious to get after it this morning. So. And I, and I want to, you know what, I, I want to thank you and I want to cuss you at the same time. Why, why is that? Because, you know, because you've said this to me since I've known you for mm-hmm. the last 20 years. Yeah. Wednesday is now the day. I find myself busting my tail more on Wednesday than any other day of the week. Well, and now I see it, and I thank you for that. Uh-huh. But I want to cuss you because on Mondays and Tuesdays, I was like, you know what? I'll just shift that to Wednesday. <laughs> uh, we won't worry about that. We'll get to that tomorrow. We'll, we'll get to that tomorrow. We'll, we'll get to that tomorrow. No, it's not, not get to that. I, I will actively take something that I put on my to-do list for mm-hmm. Monday mm-hmm. and shift it to Wednesday. Because, you okay. know, Chuck says that's the day the work gets done. It is the day the work gets done. And so... It is the day the work gets done. I, I, I cuss you on those days. Okay. All right. Well. But I thank you because I, I am... I am super productive on Wednesdays. On Wednesdays. Okay, yeah. great. Well, then today's, today you you got your... You're going to get all your reports done no, today, I, right? Well, yeah. And you have a busy day today? Huh? Very busy day, actually. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the... Uh, I, I find... I heard this first yesterday. I think it was on... Uh, 
the Dan Patrick Show, which um, Jonas Knox, who uh, is on before us on Two Pros and a Cup of Joe, mm-hmm. he's a very – he is like – the definition of sarcasm is in his picture is right there. I mean, he is he is as sarcastic as they get. But he was in for Patrick yesterday. The Jonas which, Knox? Jonas Knox. Okay, yeah. Okay. Yeah, he was in for Dan Patrick yesterday, which is odd because usually – Doug Gottlieb, who I don't think anybody can stand, is usually his fill-in guy. Anyway, the the, the point was it was kind of an odd, odd for him to fill in for Dan just because it, they don't really match up. But anyway, he was talking about the unintended consequences. Uh, and these are my words of, of the pitch clock. And, man, it is uh, apparently affecting uh, Major League Baseball concessionaires. Yeah, that's, uh, you know... Because of the games, or you know, they've shaved what, 40, 20, some, twenty something minutes off. Yeah, at again. least, yeah. And and now they're getting through innings faster. Mm-hmm. Oh, what a concept! Uh, but they're what they're in it, losing out is on revenue from beer sales because it's not just beer sales; it's hot dogs too. Yeah. Well, they're now Milwaukee and and somebody else have uh, extended beer sales into the eighth inning. Yeah. I think it's and Pittsburgh. I, and it's, yeah, and I think that there's more coming. More so, coming, yeah. Uh, well, we're so, looking so, at you, Globe Life Field. So, 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 so much. So much not, not, it it kind of cracks you up. Not that, not, I guess, I mean. Why do they quit serving in the seventh or eighth inning now? Well, they quit serving in the seventh because they're trying to keep people from being overserved. So the games are faster. Right. And we're extending the time. Right. Because well, they, they also want to make the revenue. Right. They yep. want to, They want you to be safe, but they also want to make the revenue. They're they're wanting their cake and eating it too. Absolutely, oh, absolutely. And listen, I am a fan of having a beer and a dog at a ball game. Mm-hmm. I I appreciate them extending it, but let's stop pretending what we're doing here. Let's just extend it to the ninth inning already, because it's not like they're saving that much time from the eighth to the ninth inning. Right. Anymore. No, yeah. I I agree with you. And yeah. here's the other thing okay. too. If we're gonna do it, let's do it right. I mean, oh. I'm a beer and a dog guy, but I say. Beer and a dog. That means a beer, a dog. But every time you go to the ballpark, you see that one guy who's over there. He's got the roll of roll of bills, and actually, he's probably not doing that anymore. It's the, that credit card out, and he's on his. You know, his, his, everybody's cash now. Yeah, cash he's uh, he's got like seven or eight cups around him. You know, and I love mm-hmm. watching that guy drink eighteen dollar beers. I I just don't know that that's. I mean, I don't know if it's possible to get you know hammered at a major league baseball game anymore. Oh, with, there's people that are there. Well, I know, but I mean, accepting the, the challenge. I know, but there's the 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 number of them, and I realize it only takes one. Okay, uh, but the number of them, it's it's nowhere near like what it used to be. No, no. I, I mean, I mean, I can remember growing up going to the Diablos games on 10 cent beer night. Woof. <laughs> uh, so it's Milwaukee and the uh, Arizona D-backs are the other one. Okay. Okay. So Go but snakes. But still, but still I mean you've got you've got the popcorn, you've got the pretzels, you've got the hot dogs, you've got the you know 17 different kinds of ways to do a hamburger or a barbecue sandwich or chicken on a stick or and where whatever. do they make their money? Right uh, the $18 beers. $18 beers. Well, yeah. here, here, and the $7 Cokes. Yeah. And, well, and they I also think the make hot, their money off the hot dogs, too. I would. I think every every, every concessionaire would tell you, and, and, and if I'm wrong on the on the chat line uh, to say this, I think everyone would tell you they make the most money off sodas. Sodas yeah. is probably the, is the, is the you pennies gotta, to pay, and you charge seven or eight bucks for that deal. Because you've got a, you've got a beer tax, and yeah. it's, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It's a... Yeah, I mean they now they're going to sell you a beer, mm-hmm. and they'll sell you a lot of them, but uh, they make their highest 
the highest revenue Harsh off of, margin probably yeah, off, of, off of sodas sodas or even iced tea <laughs> it's a new thing yeah <laughs> i mean i i i'll go to ballparks nowadays mm-hmm. and there's just too many options right i'm I mean, with you on that i'm i'm literally I just want a hot dog. You're overwhelmed. Well, don't you want a boomstick hot dog with 13 different kinds of cheese and jalapenos and, and chili and we've got onions and you get pineapples and all these things? No, I just want a hot dog. Where's the, where's the mustard and ketchup? Yeah. <laughs> That's all I want. So you say that. And no. I appreciate just a good hot dog. Don't get me wrong. I'll just. But someone decided to put garlic fries at the ballpark. Yeah. And, then okay. and whoever thought of that and the, the is Rangers, genius. Okay, The Rangers are the ones that came up with the nachos. Yeah, I'm not. I'm just not that guy, and I'm not, and I'm not banging on anybody that wants to do it. I mean, sure. or as I would say, like Aaron sure. Dickens, I'm not dunking on anybody for that. I love, it. I love it when he says that. I'm, <laughs> I'm not, not I'm just, anybody. I'm just, uh, I'm just a hot dog and a beer guy. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with Have you. Have you had the garlic fries? No, and I, you know, my life's been pretty good without them. Is so, you better with them? It, it, it's, it's so funny. Uh, every time you somebody brings up, you know, like at a ballpark or at an arena, you know, where's the Where's the mustard and, and the uh, ketchup? I'll never forget being on a junior college basketball trip. One of our guys from Chicago, they were all getting stuff at the at the arena uh, because that was the team meal. Mm-hmm. And he asked the poor he asked the poor girl behind the register, "Where are the condiments?" And that he, he oh gosh, <laughs> she probably was like. <gasps> <laughs> She didn't. She didn't know what he was talking about. You don't sell those here, sir. <laughs> and he was like, he was like, "Where are the condiments?" And because that, I mean, that was that's how he spoke. That he was where, where he was from. I think he was from Chicago. Where are the where are the condiments? And she just she could never. And finally, I said, "He wants to know where the ketchup and the hot and the mustard is." <laughs> it's over there, sir. <laughs> there are so many things I could say right now, but I like I like talking on the radio. <laughs> The Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3 is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Time for this day in sports history. It is the 12th day of April, 2023. Here is Chris Neep. Thank you, Chuck. <laughs> I hold here in my currently nicotine stained fingers. You've got nicotine stained fingers this morning? Yeah. No. <laughs> It is April 12th in the year of our Lord, 2023, Chuck. The minds were wrong. We are all going to make it. Or will we? 1940, Chuck. The NFL cut the clipping penalty from 25 to 15 yards. Wow. It used to be a major penalty. I mean, that was, I mean, the clipping penalty was one that, uh, Ended guys' careers. I feel like you don't see that as much anymore because it ends guys' careers. Right, right. No, I get it, but I mean, it's, it's a, a it's a dangerous play. And it, did you know that clipping up until two years ago? And if Brad Rogers is listening, our current NFL local referee, he could remind. Up until two years ago, it was still legal in the NFL on the line of scrimmage. Okay. At the snap, you could legally clip. Okay. In fact, they had a box called the Clipping Zone. Uh, 1954, in the 18th United States Masters Tournament, Augusta National Golf Club, at the Augusta National Golf Club, mm-hmm. uh, Cousin Sam Sneed wins his third and final <laughs> Masters by one stroke in an 18-hole playoff with Ben Hogan. You laugh, but... Uh, Do you go back to him? Uh, every S-N-E-A-D Sneed in the world is related. That is a fact. Okay. There is one, there is one Sneed family in America. Mm-hmm. 
white or black, we're all in the same family. <laughs> See you at the reunion. <laughs> Uh, 1961, Douglas MacArthur declines the offer to become baseball's baseball commissioner. Hmm. Baseball's baseball commissioner. Okay. wonder why he did that. He had better things to do. Okay. 1970, the Yankees dedicate plaques to Mickey Mantle and Joe DiMaggio. Seems like an odd pair to go in together. Wow, one drinks a lot of coffee, one drinks a lot of bourbon? No, no. One, one was with Marilyn, one was with everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> well, one was, one was with Marilyn while she was with everyone else. <laughs> There's that too, right? 1988, Frank Robinson replaces Cal Ripken Sr. as the manager of the Baltimore Orioles. The Orioles got off to a terrible start that year, mm. and, and Ripken Sr. had replaced Earl Weaver mm. as wow. the manager. Yeah. And did, I think he... I think, I think that's how it went. I think it was Earl Weaver than than Cal Ripken Sr. Oh, Earl Weaver was in the seventies and eighties, so I would say that. Yeah, it was, it was pretty close. Yeah, I just I didn't th- I don't know if there was somebody in between there or not. There might have been. I'll I'll look that up. Nineteen ninety two. This is one of my favorite uh, um, Major League Baseball quirks here. Uh, Boston Red Sox pitcher Matt Young no hits the Cleveland Indian, and then loses the game two to one. <sighs> yes, he struck out six, but he walked seven. Oh, Two of those guys scored. Well, one of those guys scored. Excuse me. Mm. That's tough. That's a tough break. Uh, Twenty fifteen in the seventy ninth Masters, uh, Jordan Spieth leads wire to wire and wins his first major by four strokes. Phil Mickelson and Justin Rose finish second and third, respectively. Uh, Joe Altabelli actually replaced uh, Earl Weaver and then uh, then Cal Senior. Okay. And then they went back to Earl Weaver. And then they went back to Cal Sr. Then they went to... So he did. He did replace... He did technically replace... Um, he did replace Earl Weaver. Because Earl went back. Kind of like Billy Martin. Yeah. <laughs> and then they went to Frank Robinson, then Johnny Oates, and then, man, then it was that was all downhill after that. Chuck, it's National Grilled Cheese Day. Where are you on the grilled cheese sandwich? Uh, I think I probably haven't had one about nine or ten. I'm out. I'm completely out on the grilled cheese for wow. me personally. I mean, others you go, you enjoy it all that you want. There's nothing wrong with that. I lo- I love a grilled cheese sandwich. I love I love frying up a little bologna and sticking it in between my grilled um, cheese sandwich. I, I will. I'm done eating bologna. I had plenty of bologna as a kid growing up. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm out I on the bologna. Make some garlic butter. Uh-huh. Use that for your grilled cheese sandwich. Mm. Uh, get some bacon bits. Mm. Put that in your grilled cheese sandwich. Oh, mm. wow, hack. There's a hack right there. No, that's a great sandwich. Okay. Are you? Uh, We're not hacking. Are you all in on the grilled cheese? I will sandwich? have a grilled, a grilled cheese sandwich with the bologna, fried bologna. So it's like a once a year kind of a thing. Okay. Kind of a, um, everyone's out of town. And I'm home at, alone. You know, batching it for the weekend. And I said, you know what? I want to mess up one knife. I want to mess up one plate. And I want to mess up one pan. <laughs> exactly. That's it. Yeah. And I'll probably use the uh, the pan that I, I made the uh, super greasy eggs in from that morning. Okay. Uh, it's uh, National Licorice Day, Chuck. Out on the licorice. I'm all the way out. Yeah. Don't care for it. Never never liked it. Yeah. I'll say it again. I'm out like AD in dodgeball. Mm-hmm. You'll hear about that again. Somebody How about... Out, somebody uh, outed me on the show yesterday. Do days. what? Somebody outed me on the show for saying that about Dickens the other day. Well, oh, really? Yeah. In his 30 minutes of greatness yesterday? No, then? two days ago. Oh, two days on ago. Monday. What were you going to say? No, I was asking Jeff. We're going to ask Jeff about licorice. 
I like red li- li- licorice. I'm not a big fan of the black. My yeah. sister loves black jelly beans, black Ugh. licorice. My yeah. dad's the same way. I, they had all they could want there. That I'm, I stay out of their way, yeah. I yeah. mean, somebody's eating those. I keep making it. Yeah. There's somebody eating it. Uh, born on this day, still with us. Ed O'Neill. Okay. Al Bundy. Mm-hmm. 77. Claire Danes. I uh, don't know who that is. She's 44. Yeah. Uh, born on this day, is Worldwide it, you know Pants. Who she is? No. Uh, worldwide <laughs> Pants, David Letterman. 76. Okay, he's, he's got a fabulous beard. I think it's awful. I mean, it's. Here's the, here's the he's thing. He's become You either wear the beard well or you don't. It's just never groomed. He has become so cantankerous and political. It's just, it's so disappointing. I just, I don't listen to the man. Did I you just, watch his show? <laughs> yeah. It's he was, a, to a degree, yeah. He was political before, too. I know, but he was... But he's just and he got, was cantankerous before, but, too. I know, but he's lost his funniness. Okay. At some point, we all lose our funniness. Mm-hmm. You just begin, You go from funny to cantankerous, I guess. Yeah, maybe so. Uh, born on this day, Andy Garcia. Mm-hmm. What's your favorite Andy Garcia character? <clears throat> Uh, Kim is the rookie cop. He plays in in uh, Untouchables. That's a good one. You got him. I got him. I got him. He's yeah, holding that, the that's holding good, the baby carriage. Although, and he, you got to go with his Godfather role, though, don't you? Um, I don't know. That's such a good character. Stone. That's his name. Stone. His name is uh, in Untouchable Stone. I also kind of like him as uh, um, um, the. The, the villain in uh, Ocean's Eleven. Uh, the actress that you said, according to uh, Raider's dad, is uh, she's the leading actress on Homeland on Showtime, yeah, aka Crazy Eyes in My House. Yeah. Okay, well, I don't, I don't watch Homeland, so yeah, I don't either. All right, down this day, still dead, Sugar Ray Robinson. Okay, the original well, Sugar Ray. Yeah. Welterweight champion from 1946 to 51. Mm-hmm. Middleweight champion from 51, 52, 55, 58. He died of Alzheimer's in, uh, at age 67. Mm. And on this day in 1981, 20 years to the day that the Soviet, uh, that Soviet cosmonaut Yuri Gagarin. Oh, Yuri Gagarin. Sorry, Yuri. I, as soon as I started saying I said this, it's, I knew it. Yuri Gagarin. 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 Yeah. Uh, becomes the first man in space. The Space Shuttle Columbia is launched from Cape Canaveral, Florida, becoming the first reusable manned spacecraft to travel into space, mm-hmm. powered by astronauts Robert L. Crippen and John W. Young. Uh, the Columbia undertook a 54-hour space flight uh, of 36 orbits and before it successfully touched down at California's Edwards Air Force Base on April 14th. Do you know where it was on April 16th? Oh. Uh, I'm going to guess it was uh, back at, uh, was it in California still? It spent the night in El Paso, Texas. And the man in, in charge of security for that was my dad. Is that right? George Robert Bob Sneed. Did you get to go I see it? I got to go out and see it. Wow, that is really cool. Yeah. That is get, really. Uh, now How we, old were you? Uh, God, 81. I was probably 13. Okay. Yeah. And um and I went uh and we didn't get to go inside the fence, but we got to go inside the the barrier mm-hmm. to the fence. Okay. And that's what uh, Dad's clearance got us. So oh, that's that, really that cool. Was really cool. So me and my two sisters and my friend Gene Thomas <laughs> got to go watch that. 
Yeah, they'll just see it. It was already just see it. Down. It was sitting yeah. out there on top yeah. of the 747. Well, that's on top of the 747. Yeah. Okay. And it spent the night in Lubbock, Texas. No, in El Paso. Sorry, El Paso, Texas. I forgot where I was in 81. <laughs> well, that's really cool. That's a good story. And that is this day in sports. All right. 6.55 this morning here on the Morning Drive. We'll uh, continue our discussion of sport. This is the Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Good morning with Chris Need and... Jeff McGuire, I'm Chuck Hines. Chris is in for Jamie. He'll be back uh, tomorrow. Um, here's some uh, little numbers for you from uh, yesterday's uh, baseball game. You're going to win a lot of baseball games when you do this. When you're 14 for 39 at the plate, mm-hmm. okay, and your opponent is 9 for 33, mm-hmm. you're also going to win a lot of baseball games when, with runners in scoring position, you're 8 for 19 and your opponent is 1 for 6. Okay. okay? And you're probably going to win... Uh, your fair share of games when you're two of six with the bases loaded. Okay. You'd probably like that to be a little bit higher uh, because you have those opportunities, right? You don't want to squander those opportunities. Okay. But they got two of them um, yesterday. Uh, they had uh, they had lots of base runners yesterday. You had the 14 hits and then you had nine walks. So it had lots of opportunities. And like I said, when you're doing that, when you're, when you're getting people on, so with runners on base, Tech was nine for twenty nine, four twenty nine, and their opponent Stanford was three for fourteen. Again, you're going to win a lot of baseball games when you have both of those stats going your way. I w- can't can't disagree with that at all. So, um, you know, we we talked about this uh, earlier, um, but you know, for uh, for Hester with three hits now with two hundred in his career, but all three of his hits were doubles yesterday, so he becomes the twenty second Red Raider to do that. And uh, and then for Ty Coleman, out of that DH spot, scored three runs. So good for him. Yeah, and uh, that's funny. At, at the end, uh, he uh, popped out twice to well, he fouled out twice to the catcher in that big cavernous area behind home plate, and uh, he just popped it up and he just walked to the dugout. <laughs> he knew he was going to be out. Would you? Um, I'm I'm just throwing this out here to you, just as a kind of a random. Okay. Would you like to see the depth of the home plate to be somewhat um, regulated so that everybody's got the same distance between home plate and and the and the back screen? It would be interesting if it was that way. Uh, I I actually. Or do you like the nuances of each ballpark? Because there's a part you know of me that like that I like the nuances of each ballpark. Yeah, I don't mind the nuances of each ballpark. But, you know, Sunken Diamond has got just this ridiculous amount of foul territory um, behind the plate and on the uh, on, down the lines. It's just got this ridiculous. Much like the Oakland Alameda County Coliseum. Yeah, and, I mean, that that allows your pitchers to be I – mean, it gives them some, some wiggle room because mm-hmm. they're going to get a lot of foul outs uh, – and balls that would be, you know, ten rows up in the seats. In the stands, yeah, yeah, at a lot of places. Uh, so you get you get off the you get off the hook. I mean, for the hitters, it makes it challenging. Yeah, it really does because I mean, you a foul's got to be a foul, foul. Mm-hmm. So yes, no. Um, I'm not. I'm not sure. I'm. I'd be on board with. I kind of like the nuances. Okay, uh, which is fine. I mean, I, 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 I like that. You know, each ballpark being, you know. 
a little bit different. I mean, that's that's something that's unique to baseball that yeah. you know the other sports are not. The basketball courts are the same length. The the football fields are the same length. Now the hockey rinks are are slightly. There's some that are slightly. Some are smaller, a little yeah, smaller. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think those are becoming more and more symmetrical with the with the newer arenas yeah. and things like that. Some of those are just based on the facility there. Sure. In. Right. Right. I mean, and that's the that that's, only allowed, you know, like the old Chicago stadium was a small joint compared to the United center, man. I got to go there once Chicago yeah. stadium. It was, I mean, that was a, yeah, cause it's, it's still there, isn't it? Right. No, next, they torn, tear it down. Uh, I probably? believe it's torn down. Yeah. But I mean, they used to show the old pictures of when they first opened the United center, they show the, the Chicago stadium right next door. And it's like, gosh, a Friday, how'd they play hockey in that joint? Well, and here's the other thing too, is that, my my memory of that, I saw a Bulls, uh, I think it was Bulls in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. It was about this time of year. Um, this is a long time ago. Um, and what what my remembrance of it was, was, and this is before the Bulls won any championships, the concourses of Chicago Stadium were really small. Mm-hmm. And then you walked you walked through the tunnel to get to your seat, and then the, the whole thing just exploded open. Really? Yeah, I just thought it was, I thought that was really cool. Okay. Um, so that that's a so what does this what's this win mean for you? Is it it, it means something from an RPI standpoint? It, it, yeah, it, it's a it's a great RPI win. You're on the road at RPI number twelve. You get a you get a win on the road. So that's gonna that's gonna help you. It's probably gonna. Uh, I'm gonna look I would imagine here. it would inject a, a big huge. Uh, shot of confidence to your baseball I, team. I think that's more than anything else. It, you got that monkey off your back of of not winning because it, it was becoming a thing that you had one victory not played at Dan Law Field and you had zero victories played on another opponent's home field. So now that you've gone and you've done it and you've done Jim it. You haven't really played that many road games but still no, the You point. really hadn't but it's still, still a, the point was it's there. It's still a thing. I mean, yeah, you, no, no where, doubt. Where you where you lost the game at New Mexico and you'd lost the three to Texas. Yeah, sooner or later you start to wonder. It's like, okay, is this is this us? Uh, RPI jumped up to sixty two. Okay, you know, I mean, what so, what does it need to be where you would say you're comfortably in for the? Oh, postseason? I would say you want to be in the thirties. Is it yeah. possible to get there? Yeah, you, you keep winning, you'll get okay. there. I mean, it's um, you've got a few RPI opportunities on your schedule left. Um, ironically, two with ACU, <laughs> which is which is right around where you are. Um, they're at seventy right now. Um, uh, looking through here, who else you have left? Uh, yeah, West Virginia. They're at forty-one, and there's someone else on the Oklahoma. Well, I played played them already. Uh, but yeah, you've got uh, you 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 just want the teams that you've beaten. To go out and win games, mm-hmm. um, and uh, now you're you're going to be the biggest Stanford fan you can be because what they do the rest of the way helps your RPI. You no, know, not only that, but I mean, I think you just got to take care of your own business too. I mean, you, you have to. I mean, that, that if you if you go out and you lay an egg and you drop two or three this weekend, then what you did at Stanford really mounted kind of give it all back. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's hill of beans. And would you say that you need to win three this weekend? I would say. You know, privately between you and me, I would say I guess we <laughs> publicly I'd say, Yeah, go go win the series this weekend. Okay. I mean, privately between you and me, mm-hmm. off air, I would say probably need to go six and zero over the next two weeks. Okay. I would say on air, just win two series. <laughs> 
Okay. Well, that's what we'll uh, that's what we'll look we'll look to do. That okay. We'll try to see if that can uh, happen. Uh, Rangers look to uh, win their series with Kansas City tonight. They did. It's a two game. Oh, it is two. It is three games. I forgot about the Monday game. I, for, <laughs> I forgot about the Monday game because we carried that on the score, and I was yeah, just looking at the yeah, board. Yeah, yeah. So okay, they look to sweep the series with yeah. Kansas City tonight, and they got the three run Jimmy Jack. Although um, can't call it a Jimmy Jack because Eric Nadell wasn't there. He's still recovering. I hope he. I hope he gets back to the mic. I hope he. He gets. Uh, I'm gonna, get some. I'm, he's I'm getting help. Wishing and hope, him well. Hope he he can yeah. get it back. Get yeah. back to the ballpark. Um, so yeah, so get a three-run Jimmy Jack and uh, and bonus panels last night, and uh, get the victory, and they'll uh, try to do it again tonight. We'll have it at six thirty for you here on Double T ninety seven three balls and strikes at uh, seven oh five. Uh, this uh, glad doom and gloom sneed is a little more optimistic this morning. Reckham, that from Shelley. I mean, I mean, I wasn't trying to be doom and gloom. I was trying no, to be trying to be trying to, to speak realism. Yeah, uh, yesterday because. You know, yesterday you, you really were. You were staring up zero and five week in the face, mm-hmm. and I'm, I don't know how this team reacts mentally. You've got such a young team. Um, th- getting those guys, it's we, we talked about this yesterday. When do you stop saying it's a young team? I mean, are we are we kind of next at that? year? Next year, okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. I mean, because well, at some I mean, point in time, when those like, freshmen become you sophomores, you are who you are. Yeah. But I mean, these guys are going to play a lot of baseball between. Now and next year, I mean, every one of these guys is, you know, you get these freshmen, they're going to get shipped off and they're going to play summer league ball somewhere. And when they come back, I expect this next year's team, I'm excited about 2024 because this is going to, it's, if you're these excited guys, about what year? 2024. 2024. Okay. The 2024 baseball season. Okay. Because you're, you have a team that is going to be, gosh, you're not losing a lot. No one mm-hmm. Hester, you may, Probably lose Beckel. Um, trying to think, uh, we got a lot. Won't be we got there. this year to finish out, though. Too. I know, but I'm just talking about. I'm thinking about what what's coming back. Gotcha. You got a lot coming back next year. If if you know, generally, what you would think, you'll lose some. You'll have some guys jump in the portal because that's mm-hmm. you know they're not. It's just the way it is. Right? It is the way it is now. But this is a team that's going to be veteran heavy next year. Red Raiders will be uh, in action against uh, Oklahoma Friday night, late Saturday afternoon, and Sunday afternoon. Then home next week, Tuesday and Wednesday, to Grand Canyon. And then home over the weekend next Friday, Saturday, and Sunday against the Baylor Bears. So that's that's what's coming up. I mean, this have to remember, this baseball team played basically three games in 25 hours against North Dakota State, mm-hmm. then flew out to California, all right, and then played – a game, and then within you know twenty four hours, played another game. So you you pack five games into pretty much two days. The Morning Drive podcast from Double T ninety seven three is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Jamie's question of the day on Double T ninety seven three is presented by Bizarre Solutions. Call them today for a free cybersecurity audit. All right, what uh, what do you have there, cousin Sneed? <laughs> Uh, Chuck, mm-hmm. I know that you are super excited that the USFL is starting this weekend. I know you are super excited. Okay, um, I couldn't care less. I know you don't, but I want to. I want to throw something at you here. Mm-hmm. the uh, The USFL is employing a a rules difference on pass interference. As you know, in the NFL, a pass interference is a spot foul. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. no matter what, whether it's one yard or 50 yards. The USFL is only into implementing a spot foul on pass interference if the player is intentionally tackled beyond 15 yards. Mm-hmm. All other pass interference calls will just be 15 yards, and anything that's under 15 yards will be a spot foul. So, Chuck, are you on board with the USFL's version of pass interference calls, or would you like to stay with the NFL's all or spot fouls? Okay, so the USFL again is what now? 15? It's, it's a 15-yard penalty mm-hmm. if it's just your run-of-the-mill Pass interference, guy goes down there, arm bar, you mm-hmm. know, cut off, whatever. But if 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 it's beyond 15 yards and the guy just gets tackled to prevent a catch, mm-hmm. then it becomes a spot foul. So are you on board with the NFL's? It's a if it's just a touch, you know, arm bar, it can be a 50 yard penalty versus the USFL that that run of the mill pass okay. interference would just be 15 yards kind of like college. Here's what I would like and it's neither one. I would like it to just be a 15 yard penalty like college. Okay, so you're on board with the USFL's version of this. Yeah, but the USFL's version is isn't there's another there's, there's a, another the other layer to that is yeah, I don't if want it's the a, other, if you just a, if you're going to get beat and you just intentionally tackle want, the guy. I don't want the extra layer. You don't want the extra layer? Yeah, I just want a 15 yard penalty. Okay. Just That's a fifteen fair. year penalty. That's fair. That's fair. I think what the USFL has done, and Jeff, what do you got? I like the spot foul in the NFL mm-hmm. because if it is a big play and you are tackling a guy downfield, I know the USFL adds the tackling, but if you're pass interfering when it's a deep ball mm-hmm. where the receiver is, let's be honest, more than likely going to catch that ball, mm-hmm. that you're losing the big play. You're saving the big play and rewarding the defense at that point with a 15-yard penalty. Yeah, that's that's the thing that I like about the, the USFL's NFL. version because right now, if if the college version is, if a guy just gets deep, just go tackle him yeah. because it's only going to cost you 15 yards rather than... But in the NFL, if you have a an arm bar in the, and in that official's judgment, it's... You know, it's a pass interference. You could get a 50-yard penalty mm-hmm. just like for a simple arm bar, you know, or a cutoff or something like that. So I think I, I really actually like what the USFL has done. And I, I, if I neglected the part to give you this part, they also have the ability, the replay official can determine whether the, the contact downfield was intentional or not mm-hmm. in terms of making that a spot foul. So. I really like the the USFL version of pass interference. So I'm not mad at it. Uh, I'm not. I'm not. I'm I know not. you're not going to watch it, but I mean it's okay. Right. I'm not going to watch it, so I won't be able to, you know, be all up in arms okay. uh, when the, you know, Houston Gamblers or whatever they're called. The Houston Gamblers. Okay. I didn't know if they were even still in business or not. Yeah. Okay. They're back in business, I guess. Um, so yeah. So that would be that'd be that'd be my that'd be my thought. The other thing is. Um, I, I do think that the, uh, the with, with the way the offenses are going in the NFL, that they have the receivers and the quarterbacks have learned to take advantage of of that rule to get themselves basically a completed pass. Oh, I would one hundred percent agree with you that just uh, throwing it into receivers traffic. and receiver. I mean, that's that's why games aren't over mm-hmm. uh, with twenty seconds on your own fifteen yard line. Didn't didn't the Chiefs get to a Super Bowl basically doing that one year? 
get a big pass interference call. Oh and, yeah, they, and, they, and, they've and, gotten some. Yeah, yeah. No I mean, I'm, and that's I'm not I'm not banging on the Chiefs. No, no, no. I'm I, just saying, but that's that's the reason why an NFL game I, is not over because you had that potential this past year. I mean, in in you know, in a couple of playoff games, I mean, they benefited greatly from from penalties that you know, if you're on the other side of that, you're like, oh, that wasn't a penalty. And and basically, I f- kind of feel like they've whatever whatever the gods owed them in terms of the penalty gods, the penalty Chiefs are gods. The Chiefs are Chiefs are painted full. Okay. Do the penalty gods only talk to the officials on the field? Do we talk to us in our heads? Is that I, what's coming I, through I, our headsets I, no, there? No, the penalty no, gods? No, 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 no. You you know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about. Sometimes it goes your way, and sometimes it doesn't. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm with Bullfighter. I. I, I really don't want to give. I don't want to put any more, you know, judgment into pass interference calls than than we already have in terms of judgment plays. Uh, uh, pass interference calls are all judgment. No, I'm talking about. I'm talking about the if it's a 15 yard penalty or not. Yeah, I I think the problem that there's 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 good with. I understand why they went to a spot foul in the NFL. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's a punitive. I don't want to reward the defense for committing a penalty. That's really why I like well, the, that's, the spot foul. That's 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 the reason why they have that because right because if you just have a 15 yard penalty, I promise you, the six, they're just going to be tackling guys downfield. A guy gets 16 yards down the field, tackle him. It's just, left yeah, yardage. It's mm-hmm. yeah. That's why I that's why I like the spot foul in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Do I hate some of the nuance that gets into the pass interference call? Sure. But it's better to tackle the guy at 17 yards and get a 15-yard penalty than to play defense. And if you don't think that that defensive coaches are looking at this rule, because that's the sure, reason yeah. why that's in there, because the second they say, oh, I can just tackle this guy, just go tackle him. All right, can I switch gears, but yeah. still staying within the rules yeah. here for a second, okay? Do you think that college football will look at what Major League Baseball has done in terms of reducing the time of game. Um, And I don't know if it's going to make Major League Baseball more watchable or not because you have to get through the whole course of the season. Um, You know, if it affects attendance, does it make attendance go up? Does it make people watch more games on TV? Does 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 it keep the viewer in tune, blah, blah, blah? But do you think college football will look at that and go, we we have got to do something about our games, which you know seem to go on and on and on and on and on, and 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 go to a more NFL like clock for college football. Do you think that uh, college football and television networks are going to go away from four breaks a quarter? They're not going to give up any additional breaks. So, and I don't and know. The how, answer is no. Okay, so I don't know how many how many breaks because because I think if you do that, if you go to the more of the NFL clock then you would have to put in a two-minute warning at the end of each half. Yep. Which I would be fine with. Here's what you end up with um, in college football right now, uh, depending on the network, it's usually three breaks a quarter and uh, a floater per half. So okay. basically, or you get a 3-4, three, 3-4, four, three, four, um, and if you're, on, if you're on the— So how uh, many total breaks is it per game? Some it can be as many as eighteen. Okay, and and, and you're well, right. Take they're, that, they're hang not on. gonna. They are not gonna reduce well, that. Well, here's here's what we are. If you have a game on CBS, mm-hmm. it's four breaks per quarter mm-hmm. plus a floater per half, and then you have quarter breaks. So you're talking about eighteen breaks plus quarter breaks, twenty breaks in game. 
in-game breaks. And you have the regular breaks are 345, mm-hmm. three minutes and 45 seconds. Mm-hmm. And then the floaters are usually 220. And then you have, uh, you have the 225 quarter breaks. Take those out. I mean, just out, how much did you add to the game just on those? Yeah. And I mean, and but but at the same time, they say, well, I want you to speed these games up. These games are taking 420. Well, you've got 36 minutes of breaks in there. I mean, it's not, games didn't so get much. longer because uh, because a player, they, they blame it on, you know, well, they're passing they, the ball they, every day. They, that's what they blame it on. Nope. You're exactly right. You, you guys used to have two breaks a quarter, and now you have four. Because they paid so much for the rights, and they've <laughs> I mean, got to figure out a way to pay for them. Your daily dose of sports and fun. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Good morning with Chris Need is in for Jamie Lynn and Jeff McGuire. I'm Chuck Hines. Jamie will be back with us manana. Thanks for uh, being with us this morning. We come to you from the First United Bank studio and look forward to hearing from you today on the Yates Flooring Center chat line, also the Visual Edge IT hotline. Uh, Red Raider football practice continues, continues to be, I think, just everything operating as as smoothly as you can. Uh, Although there was uh, right on cue, right after you mm -hmm. talked about hadn't heard anything. Gonna go. Someone's gonna go see an orthopedic surgeon today. Right, Rashad Williams. Thanks is, a lot, Chuck. Is gonna, is gonna go. Uh, this 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 problem from him goes back to um, last year. Uh, Coach McGuire meeting with the media yesterday uh, with regard to Rashad Rashad Williams. He said this: We don't know exactly where he's at. It's a sports attorney. He's going to Vail next week. They're kind of the experts with the hip and sports hernia stuff. Let them check it out. He started in the spring. It was something that was bothering him in the bowl game, but he was able to work through it. We thought we were in a good place, but he strained it again, Uh and he's played so many reps. There's no reason to not know exactly what it is before we push through this thing. Um, So you've got that. So yeah, I I don't, I don't think that that's, I don't think that that's really on me. (laughs) We hadn't heard a word, Chuck. About anything. Okay. It was quiet. Okay. All was quiet on the Western Front. <laughs> so you're, you're... Oh, I'm putting that... The second the second that I heard that... Okay. What did I say? You said to yourself... Heinz! <laughs> you said to yourself... Heinz! You said to yourself, self? <laughs> What's going on? How did I say it, Jeff? <laughs> I don't even know why I get... I get blamed so, so well, much stuff it was on easy. This. I mean, station. well, you're out there all naked on it, Mike. You're, the, you're the only one saying anything about it. You're, I just, you're out there just naked as a jaybird. I just, well. This guy is a tiger in a trance in a state of circumstance, and I love all things Chuck. See, there you go. Thank you, uh, Mr. Walton. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, yeah. of course I met Chuck. There's, oh, my God. There's our, there's, our, there's our man, Brandon Francis, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We don't, we don't have anybody. We don't really have anybody else that we can kind of – Help with things on, on those lines. So I, I guess, I guess, I guess in a way it's on me. But it is but, on you. I'm, I'm placing this squarely on you. Well, but I mean, it, it's 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 not it's not necessarily on me because I mean he's had this problem for for quite some for quite some time. So I mean, you messed with the trial a lot. It was just nice and quiet. I did mess with the trial a lot a little bit. I I will have to I will have to admit to that. I messed up messed up the trial a lot. Just. Just a little bit then. So, you know, he's a, 
super senior uh, Rashad Williams is. Uh, are we almost done with the super seniors? Are we are we about bench with those guys? Two more years of those guys? Well, anybody who was a freshman in 2020. Oh, that's right. right. Yeah. 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 Okay. Right. Can be a super senior. Yeah. yeah. So, so we're right. gonna have super seniors for two 2024 more years. 2024 plus the super seniors 2025. Uh, yeah. Plus the red shirt I mean, I'm, I mean I'm not mad about it. I mean, I just want to. I mean, it's like. You know, Gus has already said he doesn't call him freshman. He's just not first year, second year, third year guy. It is confusing because I don't know who's of, got what to do what anymore. You know, they've got to play college football. Well, I know what they I mean. To, you had to me, five to play four, to, and now yeah, you get now yeah. you get six to play four or six to play five. Well, and what's going to be interesting is how does that how does that affect development of these guys that aren't getting playing time because of the super seniors? Yeah, and and hello transfer portal. Yeah, there's that. Um, I mean, and, and hello, like just backlog of, of kids that are in high school that can't find their way on a roster. The high that, school guys of 2020 are the ones that really got the host job the most, right? Because they were the ones that came out and, they were, and well, they were going in as freshmen to college and college was getting to keep another set of seniors already. Well, but the, the other thing, though, too, though, is is that just being able to, to because of the super seniors and the extra players that you have around it it's created this this log jam for the 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 ones that you you could develop that might develop into something if only the junior college teams could take advantage of this yeah. and then when those kids get good enough they could use the transfer portal to go get some nil money mm. if only that were a possibility mm. there's that uh coach mcguire did have this to say uh, yesterday he said we've had two scrimmages we have a clinic this saturday uh we're going to have uh Three, now two practices. The two scrimmages they've been really excited about. Probably two of the most physical scrimmages that I've been a part of on both sides of the ball. There's been some good on both of the sides of the ball, so it's always good to see that. Always a lot of coach speak here. And then it's uh, great to see some young guys having really good springs. <laughs> All generic, which is fine. I mean, that's just the way it is. Uh, the three DBs, the three mid-year guys, we call them the triplets, Jordan Sanford, B.J. Jordan, and uh, Chapman Lewis, or Lewis Chapman, I guess. Uh, really proud of these guys, and they're going to be great football players. I don't know exactly when we'll see if their bodies are ready to play this fall, but really happy with those guys. And then he mentioned, gosh, I wish I'd been there yesterday, and it's my fault. I had it in my mind to go because he was meeting with the media at 545, and as I drove by the stadium last night at 615 because I worked a little late last night, uh, I thought, oh, damn, I didn't go by football because I wanted to run by him. I wanted to run see by him. that jacket's working out for him? No, 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 no. I wanted to run by him the kind of the unofficial morning drive nickname for uh, Cameron Valdez. Exxon. 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 I mean, the, okay. The first thing I thought of when, when y'all said you want to call him Exxon, I was like, wasn't that like... It was an oil spill. An oil spill it was a, a major environmental disaster. It was. Why would we want to nickname one of our guys that? Well, I mean, you got, <laughs> I mean that was the it's first, not my fault. It, blame, uh, it, blame it on blame it on the judge who who mispronounced his name several times last year, calling him Valdez. The judge. Yeah. Yeah. The PA announcer. Oh, you're talking about Curtis. <laughs> yeah. The judge. He mispronounced his name, called him Cameron Valdez. That's where this is coming from. It the, wasn't the judge. Yes, it was. Not the one that we're talking about. 
Yeah, well, that's because I heard it. It was in the stadium. Okay, then sta- he did it too, but the one we're talking about was in the press was the internal PA. Okay, well, you had the internal oh. PA plus the plus the the external PA because the I'm sitting in the stands. I'm I'm with I'm a man of the people. I'm not allowed. Oh, of course, press, you are, Chuck. I'm not. I'm not allowed in the press box. Well, it's because you're up there cheering and, and no, high fiving and, and handshaking and talking. 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 People over there, you know, poor Don Williams <laughs> down there trying to write another Hall of Fame article, and you're over there trying to chat him up about. Uh, hey, what do you think about the uh, sports code I gave you? Like, come <laughs> not really, but okay. Uh, anyway, hey, hey, there's some hot Valdez. dogs. Got hot dogs there's up a hot here dog. today. There's some hot dogs yeah. up here. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I, I've, I have not watched a football game from the Jones Stadium press box, uh, where the where the working media is. Where the working, I've been in a suite, but that's been quite some time ago. What do you? W- weren't you helping out with the broadcast one day? Oh yeah, I was up there with. That's right. <laughs> That's right. That so you're, my, why is the, it I remember 30 what seconds Chuck ago you gave us a statement that's incorrect? That I have my, never watched a that, game from up there. That was except my, that time I watched a game from up there working. It was my first game because the guys got suspended. And so I was with Level and, oh, that's right. and, uh, and Hacks. I was, their, I was a spotter and kind of a, kind of a notes guy for them. Mm. Okay. But yeah, so I've watched one. Uh, somebody says this, the press box would be fun to people watch. No, nah, not really. No, you're so high not. up there. No. You're so high up, and there. you know where the you know where the worst place to watch the game from. That everyone wants to sidelines. The sidelines. Everyone wants to watch the game from the sidelines. There is no worse place in yeah. the stadium to watch the game than from the sidelines. But anyway, he says this. He, he Coach McGar says uh, he says guys like uh, Cameron. He calls him Cam. Cam Valdez, uh, Steve Linton, Miles Coles. Just scrimmage wise, they really showed up. We like where we're at. This is going to be a good week for us. And then of course the spring game is is next Saturday, week from Saturday. Okay. Over at Lowry Field. Playing Capital Park? No, it's not. It's Lowry Field. Okay. Sure. They're not on the team. Okay. All right. All right. I, I, They're I, not you know, on I, our team. I said it, and I thought, okay, are they on the team? They're mm-hmm. not on our team. But it's the name of the stadium. It's Lowry Field. Okay. It's Lowry Field. And I mean, I, I used to go and, down the, the road. They didn't pay me any money to say that. And then I got a call from someone at the, over at the uh, at Fourth <laughs> University and said, well, they paid us a lot of money to do that. Well, Lowry Field is Lowry Field. They didn't. They're not. They're not on our team. When they're on our team, then they can be on our team. Mm-hmm. We would love them to be on our team, but they're not on our team. We got positions aren't people. available. We got plenty of good people that are on our team, like the First United Bank Studio. They're on our team. This has been the Morning Drive podcast presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Check out our library of Double T ninety seven three podcasts at double t ninety seven three dot com.